So you're saying to yourself, yo, sir, dude, I wanted to see Kevin Smith in Halifax, Nova Scotia, but the motherfucker sold out. Well, after I shed a tear for you, I highly recommend bookmarking csmod.com. That's the place on the worldwide interwebs to see all upcoming Smodco shows, updated with linky links to Tiki Tickets. Say it with me, baby. csmod.com. Nice. Ooh, I just got a little hard there. So, you're saying, yo, sir, dude, I love sir, and I want to show the world. Wear your sir love with our official t-shirts, biatch. Fishies have no eyes. Let us fuck. Jay and Silent Bob get old. The Garmy. There's also posters, action figures. There's so many to choose from. Grab your smirch at smodcast.com. Scroll down and click on Smerchandise. This is Kelly Carlin, and welcome to Waking from the American Dream. The ship set sail We've been following the night Just to hear its tales It's been a long time Since I have seen a map If there was a place That we were trying to go We'd be far off track There's not a cloud up in the sky tonight There's no land within our watchman's sight Oh, the sea's calm And it sparkles with the stars' reflected light We've not even one candle lit For the moon is unbelievably bright Kept track of how far we've gone It's been too long To recount all we've done Truth be told right now I'm not even sure where we are We'll know which side of the world When we can see the North Star As the stars in the east disappear to pink I listen to the wind meet my breath As I think of what more is out there That we haven't yet seen I could spend the rest of my life In a new part of the sea No 
up track of how far we've gone And it's been too long to recount all we've done Truth be told right now, I'm not even sure where we are Which side of the world when we can see the North Star? That's our very own Logan Heftel's North Star. Uh, that's a different version than we play. We normally play the live version. So that was very cool. Thank you, Logan. And uh, North, speaking of North Star, I'm going to Scotland in June and it's all I can think about. I know it's 68 days and what time is it? T- t- uh, 30 minutes away. But it's still, it's the only thing I have to do in my life, except I have 68 days worth of other stuff to do before I can get there. Damn it. Uh, Scotland for me is like my North Star. You know, I, the first time I ever went there, I was in the plane and we were looking out the little windows. We're coming around and the clouds, little big puffy clouds are around and the green rolling hills. And the minute I saw those green rolling hills, every single cell in my body, all the DNA like pointed to like north. That's the way I always picture it too. It's like little bing. And I was like, <gasps> I'm home. Oh my God. So, uh, yeah, so I'm a little obsessed with Scotland right now. And, uh, I highly recommend checking out the Lock of Lowe's Osprey webcam. <laughs> I'm obsessed with this Osprey that's about two miles away from where I stay in Scotland at my friend's gorgeous, gorgeous home and estate there. It's really nice to have extremely rich friends, um, who let you stay at their really nice house in Scotland. Bless her heart. Uh, so anyway, I'm not going to talk a lot today because I've got two guests and I'm really excited about my guests and what's going on here. So, um, what else? I just wanted to put a quick a little shout out for things here. Um, I'm going to be doing a Carlin Home Companion again down in Santa Monica at the Playhouse, April 26. Uh, some, some tickets are still available, but they're starting to go. It's two weeks out and we've already sold more than we've ever sold. So get your tickets. And then Portland, Portland, Oregon. I'm so excited. I'm coming to you in May. I'm coming to you the weekend of Mother's Day. Uh, which is just a fucking nightmare of a weekend for me. <laughs> Between the actual anniversary of my mother's death, my father's birthday and Mother's Day, which my mother died on, I will be doing my one woman show about my life with my mother and father. So I'll just be I'll just be crying from right the beginning and I'll just be walking through the audience handing out Kleenex because that's the best I'll be able to do. So I just wanted to make a quick shout out for that. And um, I'm going to go call my first guest right now. And while I do that, I'm just going to put a really short little 
um, song on. Um, and uh, so that we can give Miss Rain Pryor a call. So we're just going to put this little quick little music thing here on. And then it's going to be like a circus. And I'm going to call while you're listening to this. I dedicate this song with love Up to the moon and stars above And to the sky that fits them like a glove under the gray unknown Sure ain't no place like home I dedicate this song today To whatever makes you feel okay To the unusual games you play Are you there? Hello? Hello? There she is. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, my God. It's like actual technology working. It's awesome. <laughs> Welcome, darling, to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me yet again. Are you kidding? Like I said on the Twitters, uh, I'd love to have a show with you every week because... Uh, I know, right? <laughs> we it can, would just be so silly. I know. We'd take over the world, too. It'd be very dangerous. But, you know... Hi, Logan. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Chris is here, too, but you don't know Chris. So, anyway. Um, but <laughs> Rain says hello, Chris. Hi. <laughs> So, um, so the reason I'm having you on is because exciting things are happening. Exciting things. I am, yeah, I'm premiering kind of, pre- yeah, premiering my solo show off Broadway, which in other words is come so I can work my shit out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, this is so exciting off Broadway. Like, oh my God, for reals. It is. It's like almost on Broadway, but off. <laughs> well, you know, that's kind of why they use those two different words there. But yeah, whatever. it's like right around the corner is Broadway. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually just right. off Broadway. <laughs> yeah, it's just literally just off Broadway. And it's small, like instead of like 300 or more seats, it's 55 seats. Nice. So if 10 people are in it, it still looks full. And it feels full for you. Exactly. <laughs> it feels full. Yeah. So what are the dates you're doing this? The dates are April the 18th through the 22nd. So, oh, okay. So And people can get tickets at smartticks.com. Smartticks. Dot com and the name of your show is Fried Chick- Fried Chicken and Latkes. Yes. So tell us why Rain Pryor is the name of your show Fried Chicken and Latkes. Well, you see, Cal, <laughs> growing up, <laughs> I was a black Jew. I see that. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Yeah. So it's it's my you know it's about life growing up in the late 60s, early 70s, and I do a bunch of characters, and I sing a couple of songs, and 
Yeah. And hopefully you'll laugh. And at one point, hopefully you'll get a little weepy. I don't know. But you'll have an experience. That's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, Yeah, you play um, you play both grandmothers, right? I play. Yes, I play my paternal grandmother and my maternal grandmother. Right. One who ran a whorehouse. One who ran runs the yacht club. Yes, <laughs> so fantastic. <laughs> and then you play your father and your mother. I play my father and my mother. I play two girls I grew up with. I play a preacher from my dad's funeral on how I wish it would be would have been. Oh, nice! <laughs> wow, yeah. that's awesome. I love that yeah. you also you describe your mom who is a, a Jewish a nice Jewish lady. Uh, you describe right. her as a black militant, which I just find. I that- do, and she hates that. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> she was more black militant than your father. She actually was. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, she really was, and so I got a lot of my, I think, my black chutzpah from hmm. her. That's great. <laughs> I call it Negro chutzpah. <laughs> <laughs> and and so what's what's really amazing about this for me is that. Um, as my listeners know, I've been working on my show. It's been about a full year yeah. now. and Which is amazing. Which, thank you. Um, but the point I want to make is that you've been, you started working on this show and developing this show in what year? I started developing the show in about 2000. Wow. And then I stopped doing it when my dad passed away. Mm. Hmm. And so it's been six years and I've kind of dusted it off and there's, you know, there's new things to add. I mean, now I, I haven't, first of all, I have a new husband, so that changed part of the show. Yes. Um, I have a baby Yes. and my dad passed away. So right. there's like, you know, there's new elements to it. And so I need to put it now back in front of an audience now because I live on the East coast. Mm-hmm. This was the appropriate place to go and do it and, and try to get the people in who need to see it. That's, you know, just no reviewers, please. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. No, you're still in, it's a new work. It's like an older work that's now being worked in a different way. Absolutely. So it's back to being a work in progress for you. Yeah. You know, and then before I do that this weekend, I have to Princeton, New Jersey to catch rising star and pretend I do stand up. It's going to be fun. <laughs> well, you do more than pretend. Uh, you're doing, oh, I love you. You do the real thing these days, as they say. I do. It's yeah. scary. Oh, my God. I'm excited for you in Princeton. That's great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're awesome, Chica. Oh, my, my pleasure, darling. And I'm, and I'm really I'm excited that you're dusting this off and you're Thank you. Bringing it out into the light of day again. And I'll, you know, I can't wait to catch up with you after the weekend and hear about what it's like now that your dad's gone to be up there doing this and, uh, and yeah. just how it's changed for you because it, it does make a difference as we know. It does. It does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it does. There's like a freedom. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. So true. Well, uh, this is great. So everyone who's in the uh, general tri-state area, people, you know who you are. You know the trains that can get you to the city. Uh, go. What's the name of the theater, Rain? It's the Abingdon. It's the Abingdon Theater, and it's in the Steltson Theater. Ooh, um, but cool. I would say the Abingdon Theater on 36 West 36th Street. Mm-hmm. And again, tickets at Smart Ticks. S-M-A-R-T-T-I-X dot com. They're available. Please get them. Please come. Let's fill the house. 
and, you know, see this creation together. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. Everyone go out and support my sister, Rain Pryor. Otherwise, I'll come over to your house and kick your ass. So that's just the way it right is. Right on. <laughs> okay, darling. We'll be we like you... our own superheroes. Yes. We will be our own superheroes. I don't know what my power would be, though. People always ask me that. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Making people tell the truth, that would be a good power to have, I suppose. Right, see, exactly, that would be. <laughs> All right, darling, well, um, thank you. Love you. Have a great time in Princeton, and I'll talk to you before you take thank the you. stage. Thank you. Have a great rest of your show with them people in there. <laughs> we will do that, yeah. All right. All right, love you. Blessings, Bye. boy. I turn into an old Jewish man. I don't know what that is. Okay, so I'm going to play another song here. And we're going to then, we're going to, um, you know, intro my other guest. Uh, my guest, uh, in, uh, sent me this song to play. He played it on his show over the weekend. I think I heard it. Here it is. I don't even, it's from Estonia. I'm not even going to try to say what it is. <laughs> okay. Enjoy. We'll be back in a few. Uh, 
Uh, that is, I'm going to give it a chance, a, a, a try here. Uheskus from Estonia. Uheskus. Like I said, my guest uh, sent that to me here today to play. I asked him to bring a couple things over to play because, well, <clears throat> What can I say? This man has shaped my taste in music the last 20 years. I've got Chris Doritas here in the studio. Let me just tell you a little bit about this man if you don't know who he is. You people out there in the rest of the United States who don't log on to KCRW.com every single moment of your life. Chris Doritas, um, like I said, a man who shaped my and many other people's musical taste over the last 20, 25 years. His radio days began in Dallas in the 1980s, where he was already breaking new ground with a show called 90.1 at Night, and also another show called Sound Sessions, where he was playing live sessions with local uh, Dallas bands. And it said, according to the Wikipedia, that you actually played the Dixie Chicks at one point early on. So that's very cool. Like he hasn't broken every fucking other band in this fucking country. Um, these days, Chris is a uber popular DJ, uh, and he used to be the musical director of At KCRW, a local public radio station here in um, LA, as Harry Shearer calls it, uh, in the basement of Santa Monica College, uh, where the home of the homeless live, which I always love that. Uh, Chris, for about eight years, hosted their influential and groundbreaking music show, Morning Becomes Eclectic. And he now hosts New Ground on Saturday afternoons, which is, you know, pretty much my background music. You and Ann Litt, I just can't get enough of you, too. Uh, and um, like I said, KCRW.com, you can get all this. Chris is also, but he's not only is Morning Becomes Eclectic, but it's Chris Doritas Becomes Eclectic. <clears throat> you are like a filmmaker. You've been an actor. You're a television presenter. And you're also do, do soundtracks. And you've worked for uh, record labels and shit like that. And um, you uh, were uh, nom- Grammy nominated a few times for soundtracks. Good God, woman. My God, for American Beauty, which <laughs> is like one of my all-time fucking favorite movies ever. So welcome, Chris. Jeez. Welcome to my studio. How do I live up to that introduction? I don't know. You'll find a way. You can handle it. You're pretty awesome. God. So welcome. I'm so excited because uh, you pretty much you've lived in my head coming out of my speakers in my house for the last 20 some odd years. So No I've, kidding. Yes. I mean, I grew up here in LA. I'm a West Side girl. So, uh, you know, in between KMET and KLOS, and then, you know, they kind of all started disappearing and went their ways. And then I started getting into more eclectic stuff in the early 90s um, when I actually woke up from my drug induced 80s. But <laughs> <laughs> that's when I got here. I got, See, it was perfect, perfect I, timing I got for here me. 1990s. There's actually a few years in the 80s that I have no memory. I don't think I listened to music. That's how bad my life was. Wow. Yeah. And you know that's bad when you, when, uh, because I, those vinyls right there, those yeah. are, that was my dad's from the 60s and 70s. He oh, collect, I, I gotta look at those. You will totally look at those before you leave. Um, so you, but it seems like you, I mean, starting in the 80s in your 20s, because you're about my age, uh, you were already in your zone. Like you already knew what you were going to do with this music thing. You were doing radio and you were doing interesting radio. You know, I, I, I fell into it. Did it you really? Completely. Isn't that always how it happens? Totally. Yes. You know, I, I mean, as you know, as, as you said, I was, I was, I was doing acting. I was a theater student. Right. In Texas. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I was waiting tables. Paying my way through school. Right. I was like, who wants to wait? I love waiting tables. It was fun. There's a camaraderie with the other waiters and all that. But you don't want to do that when you're out in the world. No, no, no. And I, there was a radio station down the hall 
uh, at the theater department. <laughs> nice. I thought that's kind of cool. It's a little bit. It's like performance a little bit. And I love music. And I was a. I played some. You know, a smattering of piano, and I took guitar lessons, and I had a passion for music mm-hmm. from my mom and my grandfather. And and so I thought, wow, that's kind of cool. Maybe I could volunteer at the radio station, and maybe I could do radio work. Yeah. Like, between acting gigs, that was kind of the idea. Nice. And then I volunteered, and I got in there, and I was like. God, look at all this music. There's some really cool <laughs> stuff coming out that people don't know about. Um, you know, and I, I literally started doing a show there called The Morning Exchange mm-hmm. in college. And mm. it was just, you know, everything, bluegrass, jazz, classical, whatever fit end to end mm. in, in an mm-hmm. interesting way. That mm-hmm. was kind of the goal. It's like, how do you make this shit fit together? Right. You know, without it being uh, disruptive or right. you want to take people on a journey or whatever. Yeah. So that's, it was probably a lot more uh, I don't know, uh, vomit inducing <laughs> when I was in college, you know, maybe it's a little bit more harrowing. Yeah, a little more of a roller coaster maybe for people <laughs> yeah. than it is these days. You know, I've probably, I've probably gotten a little bit more fine tuned since then, but <laughs> probably, yeah, you've probably worked on that a little God, bit. I'd love to hear some of those old, old shows. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, but anyway, um, you know, my friends were all complaining, Oh, radio sucks. There's no good bands. Blah, blah. Mm. No, no, check this out. Check it. Right. So I became really passionate about sharing stuff with people and helping this really great stuff get out to the world, you know? And that's essentially what I still do, basically. Uh, yeah, pretty much you are like the ambassador for all of us Well, <laughs> you, yeah, it's, to it's great all, music. And you mentioned all these different jobs, but it's all the same thing. I'm just pushing stuff into TV shows or film mm-hmm. projects or, 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 you know, uh, I do a weekly club night in Hollywood these days and, and in New York, which we could talk about. But right. So it's the same thing. It's just all these are different outlets for the same thing, which is I'm just finding stuff that I get excited about mm. and, and push out into these various outlets like this Estonian stuff. My God, I love it. <laughs> yeah, so, tell, so good. Tell us about how you discovered this Estonian stuff. <sighs> I love it. <laughs> no, I got invited um, to do to come to a music conference in Estonia. Wow. In Tallinn. Hmm. Um, I happen to be in Finland for another music conference. <laughs> I'm like the music conference whore. <laughs> it sounds fun to <laughs> it's me. It's how I see the world, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. Somebody else pay for it, get me that. That's a nice thing. Yeah. yeah. And I'm in, I'm in, uh, Tampere, Finland. Uh huh. Bored to tears. And I had a couple extra days and I was like, oh, I'll go check out Helsinki. Bored again. <laughs> I had a friend that I ran into uh, there who uh, was at a really cool record store there. There's a hundred, hundred record stores there. Hmm. He says, no, you, you're bored. Go to Tallinn. It's just across the water. I promise you. Wow. So literally an hour later, I was on the ferry. Nice. <laughs> and I'm in Tallinn. This is in November. And I, I go to Tallinn for a day and a half. Hmm. And I was blown away by how beautiful the city was. Um, there's a there's a medieval city 16 square blocks wow. it's uh, right in the heart of the I town and it's a fully intact amazing old town mm. like the biggest one i've seen in i haven't been to every european city but mm. bigger than stockholm bigger mm-hmm. than, you know it's like wow unbelievable and i uh reached out to the people in estonia who do their festival and i said i invited myself basically <laughs> <laughs> hi i'm coming to your music festival yeah. and they you know they were like more than happy to Pay for they brought me out there, so That's I was out there great. like eight days, uh, and I got back a little about a week ago. Wow! And uh, when I was in Estonia, uh, of course, I go see all the local bands, and I do all that, and I did find some cool things there, mm-hmm. which I think we're going to hear one of later mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I always try to find some quiet time, find the coolest record store in the city, mm. go in there, sit down, stack up some CDs that I pull from the bins, and let the shopkeeper just 
let me have headphones and listen to stuff. Right, right. So he just, you know, they just kept opening CDs that nice. I was pulling from the Estonian bins. Right, right. And I went through like 50 or 60 CDs. Uh huh. I bought one. Wow. And it was the one. And you that's just the one we just played. Yes. <laughs> I found it. Oh my God. I snatched the golden, like the, <laughs> the golden calf of Estonia. I took it back with me. You did. So thrilled. You did. Damn. Yeah. Well, that, and that leads to like one of, I think the biggest question I have for you is how much fucking music do you listen to, Chris Doritos? <laughs> you, uh, seriously, my, okay, I have a, I have a kitchen table. It's kind of the size of this mm-hmm. table we're sitting at. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there is no room. It's just stacks of CDs that are the mail that collected since I've been in Estonia. Oh it's, my God. It's, it's this high and, you know, which is about a foot, foot and a half high. Right, right. Uh, covering the whole table, which is like a card table or yeah. a poker table. Yeah. It's, it's insane. That's just since I, I got back, yeah. So, so how does the process work? So, do you like? I listen like, very like, quickly. Is it twenty seconds a song or what? Like- oh, you're generous. <laughs> no, I got. <laughs> well, first of all, you know there is some judging by a cover. You, you look at it. And you're yeah. Like, okay. Well, I, I kind of think it's going to be in this zone. You put it in. You listen to the first track. You hear the opening, you skip to the middle. Right. You skip. If you like it, you keep skipping. Yeah. Otherwise, you skip to the next track. And there's something you know immediately about. Yeah. There's a tenor to it. I mean, yeah. You know, because I'm in radio, people are getting in their car, they're turning on their car, they're at the grocery store, whatever it is. Yep. And they hear immediately. Yep. When, it's true. And it's either, I like it, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, I do that a bit. Yeah. I spot check. And if I... If I hear anything that makes me feel like that's not me, mm-hmm. then I'm next, next, mm-hmm. next track. I move mm-hmm. on. If the disc is interesting in the least, I'll make it through a few tracks. And then if it's, if I find something I love, I back it up, listen to it all the way through. Gotcha. Mark it. Got- oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. We'll and be playing it this weekend or something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes there's like a whole, very often this is the case. This is kind of weird, but very often you'll hear things that are kind of good, mediocre. It's like, oh, I'll, if it's in that zone, I'll go check out the last track. Oh, okay. Because the last track for a lot of artists, uh huh. I don't know why, <laughs> but that's where they put the song that people told them not to put on the CD, <laughs> or they put, right, yeah, or they put something that they're experimenting with that they think might be a taste of the next album, right. or a postlude, or mm-hmm. something that's mm-hmm. typically a bit more experimental, or mm-hmm. maybe an instrumental. I don't know why, but artists often do that, that they'll put, they'll put the first track, the thing that they think everybody the wants to hear, right, you know? and right. then the last track, the thing that I end up wanting to hear. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah. But, but, but see, that's what I think is so wonderful about what you do is that you are the guy who finds not only the obscure Estonian band, but you're willing to listen to the last track and then you bring it out and introduce it to the world and there's sometimes when you do that that it changes a person or a band's life because you have made some pretty uh interesting that's a heavy heavy statement i don't know i, Kelly I Carlin. fucking feel that though i mean i mean if, maybe not you particularly but certainly here's what we do kcrw yeah. in general you has know, really championed yes some amazing people that i of mean course. like i mean i have i have my own list here but you know i mean Absolutely Beck, true. Yeah. You know, Jillian Welch, The Eels, Ray LaMontagne, Wild Colonials. Yes. Zero Seven, who was like, the, I mean, you know, it's. And all, not just my show, like, yeah. you know, Nick, you know, and Nick, Nick Harcourt and Jason Bentley and Garth Trinidad, all my, yep. co- Eliza Richardson. Yep. I have such an incredible uh, stable of colleagues that I love and adore. Yep. And, I mean, they're like my family and we collectively do this. Now, KCRW cannot on its own merits 
make a hit of something. What we do is we're barn burning. Mm. We're like saying, hey, <laughs> you know, like yeah. we're setting the barn on fire on the country and the, so yep. the, the town looks out and says, hey, what's going on over there? Right, right, that's right. A, that's what we do. Yeah. You know, I, I, we can start a little fire. But see, in this day and age, and uh, I mean, this is something I'm interested in to know also is, uh, certainly in this day and age, it's much harder to go through all of the white noise of the culture to find anything. Uh, 20 years ago, it was easier somewhat, you know, nowadays it's almost impossible. And, and I know for myself, um, you know, uh, without people like yourself kind of being the filter for me, uh, it's about filters. Isn't it, it really yeah. is. It is. I, I wouldn't discover any new music, you know, uh, because I would just be listening to fucking classic rock radio. All <laughs> no, day you know long. what? I, I have, we all have our little like comfort food we go to. <laughs> totally. You yes. know, yeah. you're like, I'm, we're going on a road trip. We're going to drive up to Northern California. We're going to Big Sur. Yeah. Grab the Paul Simon, grab the, what, you know, <laughs> and the Enya. <laughs> Okay. You gotta have the Enya. I don't, I leave the Enya at home. <laughs> Just for the record. <laughs> for the record. That's where I discovered Enya was in Big Sur. <laughs> I did, I did, totally. That's it's my like forever connection for me. Anyway. That's funny. Well, that might but be yes, the fact you, that you, you run on estrogen, I run on testosterone. This is very true. This is absolutely <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you do. You have your kind of your, 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 um, your, yeah, your comfort food and things. Uh, this is something I was actually thinking about today was, like psychologically or even like brain chemistry wise, like classical rock stations, they are what they are. I mean, that's all that we get basically here in, in mainstream media these days or mainstream radio. And I think about the baby boom generation. This is a huge generation. This was their music, you know, and this was, and this music changed the world. And, and it is like for me, it's like I go there and it's nostalgic. It's, I rem- reminds me of high school or, or the earlier stuff reminds me of growing up when you, my dad would play it for me and stuff like that. And it kind of sets you into the past. And then when I go ahead and I listen to, you know, you guys or KXLU and, you know, the, some of the college stations, um, it's, it's this music I've never heard before, most of it. And it puts my brain in a different space. It's, I'm more present. I'm more forward thinking. And, um, I'm just curious. It's also, you know, it's exhilarating when you find, I mean, I, I, I like I said, I listen to, my colleagues, I listen to other radio stations too. And when I find something that I haven't heard before, there's a, there's a part of you that just comes alive that, mm. you know, it's not, it's not, uh, you know, the, the safe stuff that we love, the comfort food yeah. that we're talking about, that's, that's, you know, applying a salve maybe to, you know, yeah. Uh, and but, it, and it makes an old resonance resonate. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Nostalgic yeah. and yeah. beautiful and it yeah. conjures up all kinds of emotions, but something new that you haven't heard before that turns you on. It's mm. like exhilarating. It taps a part of your brain. That is just one makes you want to go out and <laughs> yes, at least me. Yes. Well, who the who is this? Yes. Yes. And why don't I know about them? And what's their phone number? I got to call them <laughs> and find out what the hell's going on over there. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Well, I know. Um. The, yeah, and that doesn't happen for me a lot. It's interesting because I'll hear. You know, I listen a lot. You. I mean, you're. You and, and all your colleagues are kind of like the soundtrack of our lives here in Southern California. Those of us who listen to KCRW, and um. And it's like maybe once or twice a year that like I go, oh, my God. And actually, the last time that happened was Logan uh, sent me uh, a video of it's called The Head and the Heart. 
Isn't it amazing that you can remember like where you were, yes. what you're doing? And it's, it's and this video called important. River is it called River and Roads? Have you yeah. heard this? Yeah, they played the oh my fucking, club night. Oh, they did. They yeah. played your school. Oh, yeah. fuck, I missed it. And he played it. He he sent it to me, and then literally for three days, I could not stop playing it all. Like I just like yeah. every ten minutes, I had to listen to Coachella. it. Yeah, I'm not going. Oh. I don't do the Coachella. Hmm. I know. I just never. I'm not. I haven't done it yet. I just did the South by Southwest for the Who first time. Who can afford it? No, I, I, get, I, I get comps. You know. Yeah, so. I know. <laughs> my friend, my dear friend Lorraine Newman, um, uh, loves Coachella, and she listen to that. My dear friend Lorraine Newman. I know. I grew up on Lorraine Newman. So did I. I know. And now she's my friend. This is how fucking crazy my life is, I Chris, love it. right now. I know. But she's the one of all people, and she's uh, a few years older than me. She's a, about a decade older than me. She turns me. She's like on the cutting edge with music. She's amazing. The shit she turns me. She should on be to. a DJ. She should. That's what I tell her all the time. Seriously, we have to get her like a guest spot on your little guest Hell spot yes. thingy. Wouldn't that Let's be cool it. for her? That'd be so cool. Please, we will do that. We will hook her Make up. Make that a. Uh, a, a, a what do you call it? A uh, action item. I will make this <laughs> <laughs> on my new iCloud on all of my, and it'll ultimately sync on all of my devices immediately and notify me when I'm driving by my action item. <laughs> Lorraine doesn't know she's going to be actioned. Yes, Lorraine's going to be actioned. She's going to Coachella. I don't know if it's this weekend or next. What? She goes every single year. This How Lorraine. come I don't, you'd think she stands out in a crowd? You would think. You, you would think. Is she tall? She's not that tall. No, she's does not. Does she still have red hair like She, she does, but she... But it, uh, she straightened it, you know. She, but you look at her and you're going, "It's Lorraine." You know, it's Lorraine. Really? I'll connect you guys. It'll be connected. I'm so excited. It'll be happening. Oh boy! So you mentioned earlier that you got your passion for music from your grandmother, your my mom? grandfather, and my mom. So what's that about? What? How did? How did they impart that to oh, you? Oh gosh! You know, my my mom was always playing piano and singing when I was growing up. What kind of music? Just you know, four freshmen, Johnny Mathis, Ray Charles. Oh, nice. Uh, Nancy Wilson. Those, mm. are the, those are the records I had in the house of Carpenters. Mm. I mean, you know, uh, one of my biggest favorite moments on Morning Becomes Eclectic was when I, I, I went and I taped an interview with Johnny Mathis at mm. his house in Sunset Plaza, and you know, that was like mm. I, I, I aired that on my parents' anniversary. Oh, because, you know, oh like, Chris! <laughs> you know? Oh, that's gorgeous. <laughs> Wow. Um, but that old Johnny Mathis stuff just kills mm-hmm. me, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, chances, chances are. Chances are. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. And yeah. that, that, all that early 60s stuff, man. God. Mm. Anyway, um, so she, yeah, she, she definitely raised us on that stuff. Ray Charles, she went to every Ray Charles concert that ever happened when she, when he came through town in Chicago when I was growing up. Wow. So I was always looking at the program, you know, <laughs> listening to the records and, and I got Ray Charles' last interview before he died. Oh, Again, I'm just like, oh, this is you beautiful, know, beautiful. Yeah. Went to his studio and, uh, you know, a room full of keyboards and he just sat down with me and we just talked about all my favorite tracks. And, mm. Mm. um, but my grandfather, uh, my mom's dad was a, he built organs. Hmm. He built like the biggest organ in Columbus, Ohio in the church. Wow. The town, uh, had a, had a pipe organ in his house. <laughs> It's so like a frustrated songwriter, frustrated performer. He yeah. plays like, you know, I think he played like some, you know, uh, O'Malley's bar, some, some uh-huh, Irish bar. Uh-huh. Jack Flynn was his name, you know, an Irish guy. Nice Irishman. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, oh, that's beautiful. That's, that's where. So you were born in Columbus. Yeah. I was born in Dayton. No kidding. Yeah. My mom was born and raised in Dayton, Ohio, and I was born there and they quickly whisked me away to Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah. My <laughs> Chicago for me. Was, yeah. Get the hell out of Quick, here. Quick, get this child out of here. <laughs> 
<laughs> do you we, have family in Ohio still? I do. I, my, my mom's family's still there. Her her sister and my cousins. Yeah. yeah. You, Columbus phone book? Yeah. There's a shitload of Doritas. Are it's there really? Like, yeah. It's just the most Doritas you'll find anywhere in the United States. <laughs> They're clumped in Columbus. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so I want to talk about what it's like. Um, I mean, you personally have brought some people forward and made some people known to the rest of us. And I heard this rumor about your about how Ray LaMontagne, how you discovered or heard, first heard him. And I don't even know if it's true or not. Hmm. I heard this story that you were like up in Maine or Vermont somewhere and you were at a place and your friend's like, oh, you got to come hear this local guy or something. No, Is this no, no, a true no. story? No, no. You're, there's a there's a person missing in that, oh, okay. in that equation. Um, I was... I had just started consulting at iTunes. Steve Jobs pulled me in to do this iTunes thing. Right. And, uh, this, this idea, this yeah, iTunes thing. What, exactly. Hopefully it'll catch on someday. <laughs> and we, and my, my whole job, <laughs> my whole job was make things interesting so people stick around after they find the song they were looking for. Oh. So, okay. I, I came in, so we created these things called iTunes Essentials and iTunes Originals. And, and I was thinking, hey, we should have an element where there's a new artist where we have, you find somebody that's unsigned mm-hmm. and champion them and say, this is something we believe in and mm-hmm. go out on a limb. Who cares if they're signed? Who cares if they have whatever? Right. But, you know, they don't have a machine behind them. Let's be the machine behind them. Right. Let's go out on a limb. And uh, I had this little idea that I was going to present to Steve and to Eddie Q who ran iTunes. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting in the airport on my way up to uh, San Jose. I was going to up to Cupertino and I, I made a phone call to Chrysalis Publishing who I – New might have an idea. I was like, right. I'm looking for that, that thing. Uh-huh. I need that artist to present. It's an idea. And the guy I got on the phone, Steve at Chrysalis, he says, I know just the artist. <laughs> he says, I have a buddy who lives in Maine. <laughs> okay, that's where the Maine thing comes in. Got it. He's like, he went to like a fundraiser for the governor there. And it was like this, you know, homespun little hoedown. And there's this mountain man that comes forward and starts <laughs> singing these songs. And I, you know, I freaked out. So it was, he was the guy. Ah. It was a guy at Chrysalis Publishing who has a friend in Maine. Gotcha. Gotcha. So he, he went up and said, where did you come from? Right. Wow. And so he roped mm. Ray in and hooked him up with Ethan Johns and they did these demos. Mm-hmm. He says, can I send you those demos? I said, now. Send yeah. them to me now. <laughs> yes. I'm literally at the airport. So right. he emails me these tracks and I get off the plane. I'm in Cupertino. I was like, this is it. <laughs> nice. And I took it into Steve Jobs and to Eddie Q and Alex Luke, who were my colleagues, you know, I was working with her. Uh-huh. And they were like, this is amazing. But. Ah. Uh. We can't. Uh, I said, why? Because we have this thing with Apple Records. Oh. <laughs> if we start putting out stuff that's not from a label, oh. then we're a record label. Oh. We can't do that. Oh, right. So it's like, okay, quick, get Ray signed. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, uh, 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 Steve Rabowski ended up signing to RCA Records like six months later. Wow. And uh, – and the rest is history. And there you go. Yeah, that's another one when the, he started getting played on the station. It was like, okay, my life has been changed. This man yeah. is now in my life and I'm playing him. And yeah, we started, I mean, I started uh, playing his music right away. I had him on yeah. the show and, you know, I was able to go later. It was one of those sweet moments where later I go, see, this is Ray Lamonte. We were right. Where yeah, are we? Exactly. We were right. <laughs> exactly. Is there anyone who you've tried to champion in the world just hasn't like that you're still like going, God, I wish. 
These people, no, no one's caught on to this yet. No, you know what? Because, I, I mean, looking back, you can say, hey, the good shit finds a way out. Isn't it true? It's true. Cream rises to the it top. It really does. It's one of the best things. I agree. Seriously. And I tell artists this all the time. It's like, don't worry, you know, because here's, here, sorry, I keep hitting the it's microphone. Okay. It's such a radio faux pas. You'd think I'd know better. It's not there, used to this there particular. There you go. There you go. Very nice. I need I need room to gesticulate. Yes, you do. Who knew he was such a gesticulator? <laughs> and a feedbacker. I know. What um, is that about? That's because my headphones, I have them so loud. <laughs> if I take them off, this is what happens. <laughs> <laughs> because Chris is deaf because he's been listening to music his whole life. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, you know, uh, I, very often artists and us well we get piles of music every day right sometimes you'll see a bunch of cds in envelopes in your mailbox and then they'll be on top of our mailbox in the hallway at kcrw this flowery basket full of <laughs> you know chocolate chip cookies and yes you know uh low hanging fruit <laughs> uh read as a low, low cut blouse from yes. some girl that's trying to hawk, right. hawk her wares right um, to get you to listen to the record and, and, and invariably when I see these, mm, you know, mm-hmm. packages that are yeah. frilly lace and, you yes. know. Saying, look at me, look at me. Yeah. <laughs> invariably, um, those are. <laughs> those go on the bottom of the pile. Well, you listen to them, but I mean, <laughs> yes. I, you just know that the, the more, the more. Yeah. They uh, put into the package. Right. There's a. Interesting. Differential on how, right. what the quality of the work In, inverse is. Inverse proportion yes, that's to, what the, I'm to the, for. to the quality of the work. Yeah. And so I tell people, look, don't spend time crafting photos and making sure the bio is clever. Right. And I mean, that's all nice, but. Right. Uh, if it takes away from time to write the best <laughs> song you can write. Yes. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. You know, um, right. because literally what my assistant does, she takes all the mail. She scrapes away everything, mm-hmm. including the bio, including the photo, including mm-hmm. the nice package. Inclu- she scrapes it all away mm-hmm. and leaves on a pile for me the CD right. and an email address. Right. That's all I care about. Right. right. Period. End. Mm. If I like it, mm-hmm. you know how I find the photo and the bio and all? I just go online. <laughs> yes. It's and I amazing. go to their website. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't even care what they look like. I'm a radio right. host. Exactly. It's nice if right. the rest is there too, but who cares? I, I, I I don't have to. Right. Well, and that, that, big, that, yeah, absolutely. And that begs the question of when you were started doing Morning Becomes Eclectic back in the nineties, right? Yeah. Um, there was no internet. There was no people with websites and there was no MP3s and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. how has your job changed over the last 20 years? It's I mean, the same. is it? I mean, for me, it's the same. There's just more ways to find what you were looking for before and it's easier to get in touch with somebody now. Like, you are know, there more it, artists now? Yeah, of course. There's, there's definitely more artists because anybody that has an idea to write a song can produce it in their bedroom right. that afternoon. On, on my garage band here yeah. on my computer. Everything, that's a good thing. Everything's equal now. Yep. Like Logan, yes. singer songwriter, your, right. your guy here. Right. He is on the same level as Madonna. Right. She has maybe more resources, but she has the same problem that he has. And, and that is still got to write the music. Got to write the great music. Got to get it to a, a social networking base that will take it and run with it. Right. You know, uh, the way that it is out there now, you smell the big man behind Madonna. <laughs> Maybe there's a better way to put it. But, <laughs> <laughs> you 
<laughs> you know, you can- <laughs> yes, that did evoke quite an image, actually. <laughs> yeah, the the uh, the power and the might wafts in your direction it does, coming yes. from Madonna. So that's a bit of a turnoff in a way because you really people want to discover things on their own and they want to have a real connection and an organic uh, connection to an artist. And so even Madonna, even though she's got that muscle behind her, she's still like, you know, we'll try to get things on a blog and try right. to get things floated in the right way so that there's some kind of authenticity going on. Right. You know, but you were asking about, um, about, uh, about, um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I have a middle-aged brain. It does not work the way it used to. <laughs> I'm surprised you remember things from six months ago, Chris. Really, it's it's astounding to me. My brain just doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yes, I was asking about um, yeah, you were. Uh, the internet. Yeah. How it's changed things. Yeah. Um, and there it are- hasn't changed anything. I mean, you know, it's still about writing a great song. Yeah. And, uh, and it doesn't have to be. A, a, a full-blown production number. It can be a very simple demo as long as the song comes through and the heart comes through and yep. the power of what is, is uh, you know, uh, behind. Yep, that's true. Yeah, that's all that matters to us. You to know me, what? You know. That's making me want to play a song for you right really? now. Really? Yeah. No. Uh, this is a friend of mine. His name's Eric. Wait, is this what this is about? No, like it isn't. <laughs> it really, really isn't, Chris. I swear it isn't. I'm just kidding. But there's something you just kind of, uh, you just kind of, uh, my heart just opened when you were saying that because there is something about a song. This is a friend of mine who does a lot of funny comedy music and stuff like that. And we have these, we have these parties here. Um, and I've befriended a lot of musicians and we come, we do live stuff here and it's like a sing along and it's just, it's like church. Cool. It's pure heart, pure church. And, um, hold on. I'm looking for it here. And my friend Eric, he, uh, yeah. the fuck is it? Hold on. on. I'm you hold- look, I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, you keep I'll, talking. You know how to do I'll, this. I'll do color <laughs> play by play. <laughs> she's yeah. leaning. She's squinting a little Where bit. Is it? Where is she scrolling? I play it all the time. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to tell the audience that, uh, when I first walked in here, the thing that greeted me right when I walked through the double <laughs> doors was a full blown color portrait of Billy Jack. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I, I have a personal connection to Billy, to Billy Jack. No, I don't know Tom Laughlin, but I took my son to see Billy Jack when they screened it at, uh, the Arm and Hammer. I guess it was like two years ago. So I was delighted to see. <laughs> Wait, they screened it at the Arm and Hammer? Yeah. Billy Jack? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> and you know what? I'm so pissed right now because and I he can't was find there. This song. He was there. No. Yeah. Really? Yes. What does he look like? <laughs> <laughs> what is what is how old is he? Is he like eighty years old? Eighty year old Tom Laughlin, kind of round and short, and uh, he is short, yeah, and round. But he was the man. He would kick some ass. He was man. a badass. He was a fucking badass. Chuck Norris has nothing no, on this guy. Nothing. Fuck Chuck Norris. Uh, you know what? It's so I cannot. Oh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> So anyway, my friend Eric, he plays all these funny songs like Keep Your Jesus Off My Penis and stuff like that. And then he sends me this song. And my listeners know the songs I play it all the time. But okay. I, I want to play it for you, Chris. One, two, three. There is one whom I have wronged and he looks at me angrily. This bothers me No matter what I do I offer my apologies Always he ignores my pleas But I ask myself What the better man would do 
he would forgive me, so I'll forgive me too. There have been so many times that I have felt so low, I would rather die than look at me from someone else's view. And always there were those who would gladly tell me I'm no good, but I ask myself what the better man would do. He would love me, so I will love me too. I've been ashamed of the life that I've been living. Take my hand, tell me I'm forgiven. Take my hand and tell me I'm forgiven. So if you're walking down the street and you see a soul who's in defeat, don't you pass him by? No matter what you do, 'cause brother, don't you understand that when you land a helping hand? Person that you really help is you. Yeah, love your neighbor, and he will love you too. If you do the things, if you do the things, hey, if you do the things, the better man. <laughs> That's my dear friend Eric. When he sent me that song, does Eric have a last name? Eric Schwartz. Eric Schwartz. And um, just he's just one of those things. It's like you know, you've got great friends, and he's very funny, and he's just you know, he's one of those people. He, he comes here, and I'm like, hey, can we do this? And he like looks at his friends, and they all work it out on the guitar and play it because they aren't they're amusing yeah. musicians. He's got a great voice. Great fucking voice. Yeah, beautiful really voice. Sounds. It reminds me of James Taylor a little bit when James gets into that funky zone. Mm-hmm. It's like got a little bit of. That. And it's just such a beautiful. Just it, just a, a heart opening song, you yeah. know. It's one of those. It's just what part of what music does for people, you know. It just <sighs> opens up your heart, makes yeah. you makes you happy to be alive. You know, it makes me want to hear it again though, because I'm. It's funny. I I listen to. I, I hear the music first, right? And I it, it'll be sometimes years before I connect them. Connect with the to the actual is. lyrics. The lyrics are really beautiful. Yeah, in the this lyrics one. were. I could tell they were quality. 
they'll stick if they stick out as bad lyrics, I notice them right away. <laughs> you know, so I know they're they're good lyrics, but I yeah. I want to. You know the the meaning of them will probably yes. change for me over time. Yeah, which is what I like about a good lyric. You know? Oh, it's so true. It is very true. I was just, I had that experience. Um, I can't even remember what it was. I wish I could remember it now. I was listening to a song that I probably heard ten thousand times in my life. You know something, mm. and because I'm in a different place in my life. <laughs> the song suddenly has a different Which place. Song? I wish I, f- I was in my car like a week ago and I had this experience and I thought, wow, this song means something different to me. If it comes to me, I will. Um, you know, I pulled out uh, B-52s uh, mm-hmm. not too long ago and I was listening to Dirty Back Roads and I was like, oh, hey, well, what? <laughs> this is about anal sex. <laughs> this song is about anal sex. Wow. You know what? I didn't know that. <laughs> now we do. <laughs> I would put money on it. I would put money on it. That, like, it doesn't surprise me now, yeah. thinking about it. Foot on, foot on the pedal, <laughs> feet in the air. I mean, it's like, I, I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, we should, can we pull up the lyrics? <laughs> yes, of course maybe, we maybe can. Maybe Logan pull, pull we, up the lyrics we and the we'll internet. come back to that we'll later. Come, we'll come back to the B-52's lyrics. You know, I got so. another example too because I – you know, I've been a Queen fan, you know, since high school. Right. And I guess it was maybe two, three years ago. Uh-huh. Oh, Queen. Qu- oh, he, I get it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, see? Oh, he was a Queen. A whole nother frame. Exactly. I, yeah. I know. Oh, he's gay. Yeah, right. Right. Queen. Yeah. Um, speaking, <laughs> um, speaking of kind of more mainstream stuff, uh, who, who do you more lo- mainstream than Queen? <laughs> no, no, no. But like then, what you normally play us in the world, and what okay. you're normally connecting to, um, what? Who are some big mainstream people that you're enjoying right now? And uh, what is mainstream um, to me? The stuff is, that they play well, on Goche is like a huge hit right now. We right. played the hell out of that. Right. Um, somebody they used to know with Kimbra, who's playing Monday at our school night thing. Really? Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um. God, I keep, I, you know, I keep coming back to school and I, cause I'm, it's my life. It's taken over my life. Has it really? In so many ways. I've been once. Have you? Yeah. When Lucinda was there. Lucinda Williams. And, um, I've befriended Lucinda a little bit and I used to go to this thing down here called Guitarology. Guitarology was right across from the in and out It's a place called Bar Melody, and there's all these session guitarists who play down there. Cool. So this guy would pl- come in and plug in this like 20 something guy. His name Blake. is Blake. Yes. So, ah. so Blake is down there, right? And we're, da- and we're in the middle of Westchester, right? No yeah. one, you know. Blake oh. Mills, I love him. Right. I've seen him there. So, so right. So yeah. we go, so we're down there and everything. And so literally, <laughs> I swear to God, this is what happens, Chris. So then my friend who works with Lucinda is like, Lucinda's going to be at school night. We have to go. We have to go. Oh my God. I'm so excited. You know, and literally it holds like 30 people, this yeah. school night thing. We're like right on the couch, right in front of Lucinda. And her normal guitar player is there, but her second one's missing. And it's kind of an empty space on the stage. And about three or four songs in, Blake comes walking yeah. out. And the place was silent. And I go, Blake Mills? <laughs> and Blake looks up and smiles because he knows me. And Lucinda looks at me like, how the fuck do you know Blake Mills? Like, I just snatched this kid out of obscurity. Yeah, yeah. Which, this is something interesting, too, because, and this kind of goes back to the nostalgia thing. By going down to Guitarology for me, I was always one of those girls who, when I went to the concert, I wanted to hear the hits so I could sing along. And, ooh, I don't want to hear your new stuff. I don't understand the new stuff yet. <laughs> But when I started going to Guitarology about two years ago, something has shifted in my life, in my insides, because I didn't want to hear anything familiar. I only wanted to hear the unfamiliar. Hmm. And I started getting really into this guitar, the watching these guitar players play and the 
the joy and the essence of musicians coming together, especially in a room like that, where I think there's like 25 people in the audience. Yeah. Those guys are there to play for themselves yeah. and to play for each other. And to watch this conversation that goes on on stage is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And so music has changed for me in the last few years. It's really... That's cool. Yeah, it is cool. It is. I, I'm enjoying I'm enjoying music a lot more now. Yeah. Um, I think he pulled out the lyrics if you want to go to them. But, yes. Um, uh, it's not uh, to, to go to something from something sacred. Yes. To <laughs> That's what we do here all the time. Sacred and the profane live Let's in the same let, space. Maybe we should get your audience to like uh, react to this and so, see if we're off, off base or if you, this is really about uh, anal sex. Yes. Yeah, so uh, uh, reckless driving like a sports car. God, I want you like a fuel engine. Energized line like a road. You ride me like a road. You ride me foot on the pedal, feet in the air, sand in my hair. Oh, don't look back. Don't look behind you. Reckless driving on dirty back See? road. Reckless driving because you know he's trying to get it in the in the, in the, in the one hole and whoops, he <laughs> Oops, got it. Reckless driving. Yeah, sorry, got it in the wrong hole. Sorry, that's always what the boys say. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to do that. Hello. Whoa. Hey there. Whoa. Reckless driving again. The girl rolls her eyes. <laughs> I mean, am I, are I think we on you're something? On, I think we're on to something. Okay. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about school night. So who's, so how did the school night come about and why is it taken over your life? Um, we're going from anal sex back to school night. So, <laughs> There's probably a correlation. It, well, we'll, we'll. It's, it's near Hollywood Boulevard. So that's the best I can do. <laughs> <laughs> it's right across from Capitol Records in, in the heart of Hollywood. There's anal sex going on around yes, you yeah. at well, all times. Um, you know, I, I was doing a, a little tiny indie film and we had a rap party at Bordeaux. Uh-huh. And, uh, and Gorgeous I'm, venue. We're, yeah, we're walking around the rap party and because uh, the cinematographer, her boyfriend owns Bordeaux or oh. one of the owners. Right. And I was like, God, this place is amazing. This is two and a half years ago. And he says, like, well, you should come DJ here. Maybe I will. Mm-hmm. And I've never been a club DJ. I've always been a little intimidated by it. You know, I have my friends who do that, but right. I, I'm a radio guy. Yeah. I play things. I don't have to worry about people dancing or whatever. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, I was a little intimidated by it, which of course makes you yes. want to do it. I think if you're healthy, it makes you want to do it. Yeah. It's yeah. like if you're intimidated, the only way around that is to do it. Yeah. So I said, sure. Yeah. He says, okay. And then the next thing out of his mouth was maybe bring a band in to play with you. Nice. And, <laughs> You know, like the, the band that you're excited about. Okay. I could do that. Sure. So we booked our first week. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm I'm on Sunset Boulevard having <laughs> drinks with a friend at a party. And I'm walking back to my car and I see a friend of mine sitting down at a roadside cafe and he's sitting with Chrissy Hine. Ah. Uh. And I... <laughs> I, 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 I had never met Chrissy before. She's the one I so want to meet her. Oh, you know, I just I had never we never crossed paths, and right. I, I sat down, talked to her. For, we talked for an hour. She's like working on a new record. She's excited about it. In the middle of the conversation, she goes, "Yeah, we're just here, you know, hanging out." And by the way, I love her. I mm. love her. <sighs> uh, she says, "We're we're thinking we want to find a cool place that's sort of off the beaten track where we can play." Hmm. <laughs> Well, I'm funny. I, I actually, I think I have a good idea. <laughs> so literally our second week, oh, we had Chrissy Hine. Fuck. And, uh, and then I, I brought her on the radio show as well. Right. And, uh, had one of the most amazing conversations I've ever had with an artist, mm. uh, on that radio show. If you're a Chrissy Hine fan, and you're hearing yes. this right now, 
go to the KCRW I archives. I do remember it too. Yeah. And I mean, she said some of the most revealing, cool, mm. like heart touching things that mm. I've never heard an artist of her caliber mm. say, which, and I'll just say one thing she said to me, which was, you know, I, she was talking about the, 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 the inspiration behind this album, which mm. was a very candor, can, candid album about love and relationships at her age. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a song about meeting a guy that was half her age that she fell in love with. Mm. And she's like, you know, I, I do concerts. I, I, you know, people think I'm the shit. They'll, they'll come up, <laughs> they'll see me up there with my guitar, and I can rock, and I, you know, I can be all like cocky. And then the show's over, and people come backstage, and they're like, oh my god, I want to be you. I want to be you. You're my hero. Blah blah blah. Right. And she says, I'll just walk to them, and I'll be nice to them. I'll say, oh, that's nice, and. And then they'll turn away and then they'll trot off with their boyfriends, their husbands, and they'll go home with them. Mm. And I'll go back to the hotel by myself. Mm. Hmm. I, I have a very lonely life, you know? Yeah. I'm married to a band. Yeah. And so when some young upstart, 20 something, <laughs> stumbles into a party and comes up to me, it flatters me. You know? I mean, the things she said in wow. this. Wow. That's beautiful. That really, she can yeah. be that human and authentic. And I think it says a lot about. Yeah, I mean, you know, growing up in this town myself and my dad and all of that, and just, and even this little bit of fame I'm getting here the last few years, of, you know, I've got stuff going on, I'm doing stuff. And, and always, I'm always been fascinated about that, the difference between life on stage versus life backstage. And, and how in this culture, certainly, um, are and certainly our our musical stars become these gods to us. I mean, yeah. actors too, but the you know Elvis Presley, the Beatles, yeah, they they are a royalty. Yeah. And what and what that does to the individual uh, who has to live that life. Yeah. I mean, look at Michael Jackson. I mean, Jesus fucking I Christ. I mean, that's the you know one of the biggest examples right there. Judy Garland too. You know, these people that they have to live with the weight of some idea of these projections on them all they the time. They killed Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it, it just, and it seems, um, it's, you know, it's, it's a really dangerous, precarious yeah. thing. And you have to find a way to keep yourself real and human, you know, and you can only hope that there is, I mean, my dad was, my dad was a loner. That's how he did it. You know, he uh -huh. didn't, he just didn't participate in this, <laughs> this life here in yeah. LA, you know, he went on the road, did his work and came home and, and was at his house and did his work and hung out with his family, you know, so. Radio is really interesting in that way because you're, you're kind of anonymous. Yeah. You know, uh, I've literally been in grocery lines or at the bank or whatever and heard people talk about me <laughs> right. standing right next to me. Literally, you know, saying something they about they what they heard on the, on right, the radio. Right, right, Yeah, Chris Reeves was talking about, uh, you know, <laughs> you just sit there and it's really funny. Radio is a funny thing. Yeah, and it and it's funny though because because you've been your voice has been in my head for so many decades now. Uh, when you said yes to coming on here and just even today when I was like prepping the show and stuff, I was like feeling like, oh my God, I've got like butterflies in my stomach. <laughs> Chris Doritos is coming to my house because there's something about, you know, and this is the thing about radio too. It's very intimate. Yeah. So even though I don't know you and you're on the other side of the speaker, um, you know, there, there is, you know, there's a way of being with people. I think good radio is very intimate. And sure. so it's like, I, it's like, yeah, so I know Chris already. You know, he doesn't know me, but I know him, <laughs> you know, or I know what I know of him. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. Who else have you interviewed that's really kind of blown your mind or, 
Um, I mean, God, you've, I mean, I was l- looking at the list of people you've talked to. What a fun fucking life you have. Really uh, very cool to I, be able to do that. Well, do, the, the fun part for me is just meeting, meeting your heroes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 I love Leonard Cohen. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, Tom Waits. And uh, Tom Waits. Huge, huge Brian Eno is like mm. professorial, like the things that come <laughs> out of his mouth. I mean, he publishes the interviews that he does. You know, he literally does. <laughs> right, right. He does. Wow. That's how how grand and epic his his conversations are. Yeah. He literally publishes I love that. them. That's, um, that's great. But you know, I mean, uh, and you've talked from like everyone from like uh, like you're just saying. I mean, like Ray Charles, and I mean Madonna, and. Yeah. What was Madonna like? To what era were you? That was uh, for music. <laughs> Which Madonna was it? Yeah, it was, it was music. <laughs> music in American Life. Those two albums, like uh, oh, are... which music I thought was yeah like, the high watermark of her career. Agreed, agreed. And uh, so I was really grateful. Like she was my first guest on on my when I started doing a weekly show after Morning Becomes Eclectic. And right, she's uh, I I loved her because she's she's completely no bullshit. She knows mm. she's no. She's no puppet. She is. Yeah, she's she's the commander in chief. She's in of, charge of her operation. Yeah, that's great. So she's making these very smart decisions. The thing I really respect about Madonna is that it's it's almost impossible for an artist to come out with a pop hit like a top forty hit, a bubblegum, mm-hmm. you know, to to start a career Boy that line. way. Yeah, right. You know, holiday. All yep. that. You know, yep. and it's it, almost impossible to do that and then move to the left creatively. Yep. You know what I mean? Uh, almost consistently throughout recorded music history, an artist will start on the left, really kind of, you know, look at Tom Waits, for example, whatever. Yes. He's yeah. still on the left. But, <laughs> yes. I mean, think of anybody you love, Joni Mitchell, whatever. They're, they yeah. typically start left of center mm-hmm. and gradually move toward, right. toward the mainstream. Right. Right. Know? Yeah. And very rarely do they go back the other way. Yeah. If they do, it's a very treacherous path. Yeah. And they sometimes don't recover from it. Yeah. You know? But Madonna, one of the few who's started way on the right in the mainstream mm-hmm. and got more interesting as she went. Yep. And maintained. Yes. Her stature, you it, know. Truly. Amazing. It, it is. It is. Think it, of anybody else that could have done that, maybe. You know, there's very few. Yeah. It, it, it's true. I mean, um, that's interesting. Yeah. Thinking about that, because I think about my dad, you know, this, this is the journey I talk about in my show, my one woman show where I, I kind of parallel my dad's career and he, um, he started off as a straight comic, you know, in the sixties doing mm. Ed Sullivan, he had short hair and, you know, he was doing uh, the wonderful wino and hippie be weatherman and all that kind of stuff. And then he, he went to the left and then in the eighties, it was interesting. This is period where he talks about, you know, giving a chance to bend back around to the middle i took it for a while mm. and then my dad he ended up once again going way to the left again you yeah. know? so and it is i think with yeah. but and i think about my dad and madonna in the same way because they're both prolific artists who a decade after decade reinvent themselves yes yes and there's an audience that's willing to go along with them in the reinvention mm-hmm. i mean you too is like that too you know i mean they yeah. don't reinvent so much but you know their album comes out and some people are always like oh i hate this one no, but you know they've straddled you too is always i don't think they ever really move they straddle mm-hmm. they they always kept a foot yes in the college world yes you know, and a foot in the mass yeah audience world yeah and in, 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 in inside a, a single album even you, yes you, you get that that's 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 almost a different thing like they've just sort of you know remained at that straddle for their whole career yeah which is 
kind of amazing too. Yeah, they're they're they're. I was just actually in the car today. Sometimes I just get in the car to amused about in my interviews and what I'm, who, what I want to talk about with my guests and stuff because that's where my best thinking is. And I had U 2s last album on. And I'm like, God, I love that fucking album. <laughs> I was like looking at, out at the ocean and no line on the horizon was on. I'm like, there's a horizon right there, and I'm listening to the song. <laughs> That's very cool. Um, oh, oh, I know what I wanted to ask you about. I wanted to know your opinion about American Idol and, and shows like that. Do you ever watch them? Do you- I have never watched American Idol. It's hard for me to comment. I mean, I've seen like a YouTube bit here or there, uh-huh. you know, like um, I had, you know, to see who, what's her name? Susan, um, the opera singer. Oh, yeah. The one yeah. who did the uh, yeah. the talent one Susan in Britain. Bo- uh, Bo- Boyle. Right. Yeah. Susan Boyle. So yeah. I, saw, I saw her clip and I right. saw, you know, some of the sort of things that popped out over the years I've right. seen on YouTube. Right. I mean, the thing, it's incredible, the the crazy success that that show's had. But I, uh, when I think about the concept of it, I think, okay, these are all people that are doing covers. These are all interpreters. Right. It's a show yes. of who's the best interpreter. True. So that's that's what it is. And yep. it's, it's serving a purpose and all that. For me, what's more interesting is finding the whole package, you know. Yeah. Um, and I, I kind of am amazed that there's not – a show with more of that kind of a thing to yeah, it. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't even know if that would ever really work because if you're Bob Dylan, why would you go on a show like that? You know? <laughs> That's true. But, um, you know, even if you're a Bob Dylan that nobody knows yet, you know, yeah. like, it, it's, well, and that- it's kind of a career burner. There's actually an example of that. Um, there's a, a, a kid that I just came across a month or two ago named Matt Corby from mm-hmm. Australia mm-hmm. who I taped an interview with at South by Southwest. It's going to air on my show soon. And he... I heard his music and I was stunned. It was a booking agent that turned me on to him. And mm-hmm. I booked him on school night in New York and LA and, mm-hmm. and I was blown away by him in live performance. And in the conversation with him in Austin that I taped, it's going to be airing soon. He says that he at 16 made it to Australian Idol. Mm. His fans and uh, his friends and family had suggested he go audition. Uh huh. He's on this show. He's 16 years old. Right. He starts winning. Right. And he's like, <laughs> Doing covers of yeah. God knows what. Right, whatever, right. And he's getting toward the semifinal, final, you know. Right. And he's starting to have this really ill feeling in his gut that he's making a terrible mistake. Wow. And he <clears throat> starts to backpedal mm. and try to think about maybe he should lose. Mm-hmm. Maybe he should, mm-hmm. he should just be MIA because mm. he's thinking, wait, I, I'm a songwriter. I want to do good things. I want to. Right. And he starts to. And the press starts to pick up on it. Mm-hmm. So they're starting, to, they're starting sure. to see cracks in this kid. Yeah. And it starts to come up in the press in Australia. Anyway, it all comes to a head and he wins second place. Ah. Which he thought was a relief. He's like, if I got first place, it could have fucked him up for the rest of his career. Right, right. He leaves that show, goes off in woodsheds, goes off <laughs> right, the, right. out in the bush. <laughs> right. You know. Into dream time. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He like goes out. I don't know if he takes peyote or whatever. But he, he gets the hell out. <laughs> yeah. You know. Unplugs from the machine. Literally two years later, comes back with songs of his own. Mm-hmm. And this is where he is now. Yeah. And he's now 20. Oh, that's fascinating. 21, 22. Yeah. And doing this incredibly rich, deep, heartfelt stuff that reminds me of Jeff Buckley and mm. Bon Iver. Mm. Gorgeous, beautiful stuff. Mm. And and that's an example where a kid went, well, hold on. Yeah. 
no. Yeah, I don't want to be part of this machine. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I, I do I watch those shows because for me it, you're right. It's not about the music, obviously. I mean, they're singing all covers, but it's it's a storyline of of people with incredible talent that have dreams that and, have dreams and yes. and literally like um, Carrie Underwood picked her out of a fucking cotton field, you know, cornfield in Iowa or whatever, and you know, look where she is now. Um, but well, she probably auditioned at some. I mean, somebody brought her to an audition. I don't. I'm well. I mean, I'm. What I'm saying is, she wanted. She she went on audition yeah. for American Idol, but yeah. but literally, I mean, no. You know, it would have been a different. It's just it's a different road for exactly. people. Exactly. It's a it's a uh, it's a it's an American dream story, isn't it? It is very much yeah. American. Which dream it's story. a beautiful thing. It's yeah. an incredible. Yes. Yeah. And, and I appreciate it for what it is. And for I, sure. And you know, it's I have a lot of friends who are like, oh, that's horrible. And how can you watch it? And I'm like, you know what? It's just a it's, a it is American dream story, and uh, these people have enormous vocal talent that of are on course. there. I mean, and 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 I, that's the thing too. You see this, you think, fuck, man, there's a lot of fucking talent out there. And it's just another road like the internet, like social media, like anything else for people to be heard, seen and heard. And, and a lot of these people do go on to have great singer and a lot of them are singer songwriters and that's where they come on. And actually the thing I like about idols, they let people play their instruments and stuff like that now, which they didn't used to do. And I certainly don't want to come off like the snob. No, no, no. Even though I'm happy to wear that that, that (laughs) title uh, most of the day. Yeah, no, no, but. Because I do get accused of that a lot, but. But I, I, I was thinking about it today like it's just it is a different thing because it really isn't about the music it is about the story of this person being plucked out of obscurity yeah, it's and a stuff. great drama isn't it yeah so, people love that uh, sort of um you know that oh, on this country this is what we're 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 fed on that that story is raising yourself up and from obscure anybody can yeah become president of the united yeah. states and then and and what's even it, better is that the, you can be destroyed and then yes. rise like a phoenix. That's yeah. an even better story. Yeah, 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 yeah. The more you do that, the more they love you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> rise, rise, rise. Okay. Well, we got a few. We got two more minutes here. Okay, I'm just looking here to see if there's anything else I wanted to talk to you about. Um, no, I don't think so. I'm done with you. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yes. So, uh, school night. Oh yeah, people well, go check it out. It's every Monday at Bardot in Hollywood. It's free. You go and, stand uh, in line. I get work in line my first. ass off building an uh, amazing lineup every week. It's hopefully. a great space. Um, Kimber, like I said, is playing Monday. It's it's free. You just go to itsaschoolnight.com and you can RSVP there. There's no red velvet rope. There's no bullshit. There's no attitude there. There's no uh, you know. Um, what do you call it? There's no Hollywood attitude. That's the that, goal. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, it's uh, real people listening to real music. The bands play for free. Yeah. The audience gets in free. And, and it's, and it's right adjacent to the old, um, it's, it's, it's across a, the street from Capitol Records at Hollywood and Vine. But that big theater right behind, like, oh, the we, Avalon, uh, which used to be the palace, which the palace, used to be yes. the ABC theater yes. where, like, Dean Martin my and dad Matt King played, Cole. My dad played on the TV show. They used to yeah. t- tape a TV show there at the yeah. palace. My yeah. dad, I've, I've got, my dad, I've got stuff on my dad from there. That's cool. It's really, it's a cool, yeah. when I went backstage and saw the palace, I was like, wow, Amazing. this is the palace. This and is it. Exactly. And we're, and we're at the Bowery Hotel in New York City. Oh. Um, so we're doing the Craftwork after party on Tuesday. Craftwork has eight soldiers. Out shows this week at MoMA in New York, and it's right. like crazy. Wow, people are MoMA going nuts and for that. Craft work, yeah. totally. So we have no such thing. We have yacht. We have uh, Yaysair. We have a band called High Highs, all doing the after party. Fantastic. in New York, yeah. And so, and you, everyone, you can find Chris also at kcrw.com. You can listen to his latest show. It's always up there. Check out KCRW uh, Eclectic Twenty Four. Also, you can just put it on, and music's in the background. Oh, my baby. 
Ah, oh, it's my baby. Oh, it's so good. It's and and what an amazing thing that you guys when you went online, it was like, oh yay, I've got access. Because the <laughs> other thing too is a playlist. It's always like, what? Wait a minute, I missed. What did he say? Who is that band? Now you just go on and there's the little playlist. Oh, thank God, I can figure it out who who that is. Assuming we typed it all in correctly. Yeah, that's but. true. <laughs> Well, of course, I like the link to the um, Estonian song. I like linked on it. It's like, there's no link. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> I can't buy this on iTunes. No. It's okay. I have it now in yes. my iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you so much for uh, talking to me on Twitter and coming down. And it's <laughs> really, it's such an honor and such a pleasure to have you here. I, I feel... Um, I don't know. That's sweet. It's why I have, it's why I do my show too. Is like I said, so I can have conversations with people that I want to hang out with. And you're definitely one of them. I was like, well, Oh, Chris, read is cool. <laughs> thank so, you. Thank you. Um, so, uh, thank you, Chris, for being here. And, uh, we're going to just do a couple of announcements. Uh, as always, like KCRW, this show is also listener supported. So please go to, um, my website, kellycarlin.com forward slash Waking, and that's my Waking from the American Dream tab. And on there, you'll see a PayPal donate button. Please hit the donate button and give to us what you can. Uh, it pays for the electricity here. It pays for Logan's gas. It pays for the tea that Logan and I drink. And, uh, yes, it may even pay for my dinner tonight. Um, as, as Chris Doritas knows, uh, radio, uh, is not a moneymaker. <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kelly underscore Carlin. You can find Logan at Logan Heftel, H-E-F-T-E-L. You can find Chris Doritas there too, at Chris Doritas. You can find me on Facebook, of course, always. Uh, like I said, I'll be in Santa Monica, April 26th with a Carlin Home Companion. I'll be in Portland, Oregon, May 13th with a Carlin Home Companion. Uh, what else is going on? Um, my newest, uh, Kelly Carlin show on Sirius XM is going to be with Chris Hardwick, the nerdist. That's going to be the first Sunday of May. What else is going on? Oh, next week we have the octagon table discussion is back and hopefully Rick Overton will be back again. Aaron Brown, Chris Bono. And I know for sure Sterling Gardner will be here, which is going to be a new addition. And Sterling is funny and brilliant. And we'll be talking about the topic will be power, power power, whatever that means to you. So I want to thank Logan. Logan, thank you for turning all the dials and making all the knobs go up and down. I should thank my husband for that too. I'd like to thank all the crew at Smodcast, uh, Ken Plume, who's also on Twitter and uh, all the guys there, Kevin Smith for hosting the show on his fabulous Smodcast network. And we're going to end with an Estonian song here. It's called Dark Motion. Tell us about it, Chris. Well, very, very quickly, I, uh, I, I, this guy wasn't playing the festival. I just ran into him at a bar and, right. and I met his girlfriend and, uh, his girlfriend was cute. I didn't know he, she had a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> that happens all the time. And then he walked up and started drinking out of her drink and I was like, she was like, you gotta meet him. He's amazing. And, uh, cause she had read this newspaper article about me and gotcha. The talent paper. Gotcha. And, uh, anyway, he hands me the CD and lo and behold, it was the best new artist I found. In Estonia, he's amazing. You can go to his website. It's hypnobooster.com. Hmm. Looks like hypnobooster. Okay. Dot com. He's a sweetheart. Both of them are uh, on the album. This is just an instrumental though, and he's an incredible artist, like a shepherd fairy, like a incredible, Ooh, yeah, really nice. cool artist. So check out the website and check out this track. It's from his one and only album that I brought back from Estonia. This track's called Dark Motion. Uh, enjoy this, and uh, from Westchester to Estonia. Uh, you guys have a great weekend.